Zach, how do you feel right now? This is our first podcast. We're hanging out together. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, dude. I wasn't expecting this, but honestly, I think it's a good idea. Just to, you know, sit down and talk every Thursday, kind of get up to speed on what's going on. So what have you been up to, man? Uh, not a whole lot. I guess just a little background on me for anybody that might listen to this. Uh, I recently graduated from UT as an engineer. So I have a job right now working at a civil engineering firm. Been there about two months now. I think this week is about two months for me. So just been working, trying to learn a lot. But yeah, you know, life is just kind of work from eight to five. Come home, go to the gym, you know, play some games, watch some TV, sleep, and rinse and repeat. <laughs> How have you been? Pretty good. Um, so last weekend I went up uh, to, to Sammy's. And I got to vote. Ah, yes. Um, I kind of didn't pay too much attention to the last presidential election, so I'm glad that I'm putting in my two cents uh, this time around. Mm-hmm. It was very um, an anticlimactic experience, I think. You know, walking in there, I, 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 was, I was really excited, so I woke up like super early and I got there. Like, I was like the first person in line. There wasn't a line when I got there. They actually told me to like go back in my car and wait because they didn't open until eight. <laughs> Um, yeah, I went in there, pressed a couple of buttons. They gave me a little Q-tip to, like, touch the kiosk thing they had in there. Oh, so you didn't actually touch it with your hand or anything? Like, you touched it with this Q-tip? Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of weird. I went I went in there, and then, you know, I gave them my ID and everything. And they're like, oh, go take this receipt to the next table, and they'll get you set, situated. And they gave me, like, a little code, and the lady's like, take a Q-tip. And I'm like, why do I need a Q-tip? <laughs> And she's like, oh, you can you can touch the the screen with it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's great. So I went to go get the Q-tip, Q-tip, and touch the kiosk. So no germs. There you go. Yeah, looking out for us. Where'd you go vote at? <laughs> what center did you go to? Um, I don't remember where it was where it was exactly or what it was called. It's it was near like the, you know, like at the end of like Old League City, where there's um, like a McDonald's, and uh, like a car wash by uh, the park. You know where the park's at? Uh, the old big city park or Walter Hall Park? Walter Hall Park. It's like yeah, yeah. on that road. Okay. Yeah, I know. So there's, there, there's like a police station over there or something. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's like City Hall, right? Yeah, I think so. So I went there to vote. Um, and then official. Uh, official, yeah. And then uh, uh, I was telling my sister like, oh, you should come vote with us or vote with me. And she um she had school, so she couldn't like skip school, right? And then I got I got home from voting, and then she like wakes up from her room. I'm like, don't you have school today? <laughs> and she like drove into the parking lot of the school, and was like, I don't want to do this right now. And then she drove back home back to sleep. That's what she <laughs> told me. So she just completely skipped school, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so then I took her. To vote, she's just like, yeah, let's go vote. So I took her, took her over to go vote. Nice, got her to vote for our boy. Yeah. Also so, Dylan too. When did Dylan vote? Uh, actually, he hasn't yet. So. Oh, he hasn't. Okay, mm-hmm. but he plans on voting. Yeah, and then uh, I started Red Rising last weekend too, and I finished it today because I wanted to, I wanted to talk to you about it. So I was trying to, I wasn't, I wasn't rushing through it or anything, but I was like, I, I want to get this done before before Thursday, so we can bring it back, bring it up. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm glad you sat down and read i i didn't know that you were going to read it actually because i remember we talked about because you know the whole prime thing's been going on for i guess a year now 
is when I started saying prime, like, oh, blah, 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 this is prime, you know, to, in response to things that I think are good, right? And it came from the book. And you, you had never read the book, so what I thought was really funny was whenever you told me your friends had started saying it. So it was like, not only does Alec not really know where this came from, but now his friends are saying it, and they really don't even know. <laughs> even now, like, I go to school, and I'm just like, prime, prime. Like, that, it's like, how prime was your day? And they're like, what does that even mean? Um, <laughs> but it sounds so cool, right? <laughs> it, it does sound pretty cool. Because um, I, I, when you told me about the book, I, I bought the book red rising right so i bought mm -hmm. i bought the i bought the book and i had it like on apple books or whatever i never even like like i read the first page and i like didn't even look at it and then um i now that's part of my vernacular like saying prime i was like mm -hmm. you know I feel, I feel like a poser saying this even though i have no idea where it's coming from so i was like i got i gotta sit down and read the book um so took took care of that friend nice. yeah what what'd you think about it um so I guess spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't read this book. Um, yeah, we'll just throw it all out there. I guess if, if you're listening to this and you don't want spoilers, just skip like five minutes ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I thought it was it – it wasn't what I was expecting. I mean, I don't even know what I was expecting mm -hmm. um, going into that, but I thought it was pretty interesting. It, it felt like um, – because, you know, it's in four parts, and every every time I got to like each new section, it felt like I was like watching like a – super long like tv show and it was like seasons because the way that darrow evolves like throughout the whole book is kind of like um uh it's like episodic almost yeah yeah you know because he starts out like as a boy you know like uh like he starts to like embody being a gold by the very end you know he starts like yes like because uh, it goes back and forth with him between like him speaking and then him thinking, and it feels like the way he's thinking starts to he starts to talk like a goal in his mind rather than like just speaking it out loud. You know what I mean? Oh, you <laughs> you just popped out. Yeah, I could think for a second, but I'm not gonna. Uh, I I was saying how, you know, toward the end of the book, um, you know, it goes back between speaking as a goal and like he's just like thinking like monologuing in his head. Um, it gets to the point where, like, in his brain, like, the way he's talking is also, like, a gold, and it's not just, like, uh, his red vernacular is coming out. It's, like, his, he's speaking like a gold in his head, and he's also speaking like a gold when he starts to get more confident in who he is by the end of the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting to watch his development. The first book, you know, he still hasn't fully developed. He's still in very much his adolescence as a character. Mm -hmm. But you even see, whenever he was a red, I mean... A lot of who he was was kind of just shaped by what he saw and by Eo, right, his wife. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he never really cared for what she stood up for. You know, she died. She was a martyr for the Reds, like their people. But he even says he never really cared that much. All he really wanted was, like, a life with her. He just wanted to, you know, have kids, grow old to whatever age, you know, the, gold, the Reds can live to, you know, in their 40s or whatever is when they die. But he didn't care. He just, he just wanted to live his life with her. But then he had the chance to be reborn, and uh, yeah, I think that like part of Darrow early on is just uh, he's he's adapting to the role that he's supposed to fill, right? He hasn't really become himself yet, but you start to see that forming towards the end of the book, especially when like you know in the institute, usually uh whoever just wins out of all the houses wins. You know, if if you enslave everybody else from all the different houses, then you're the winner. 
But Daryl was like, no, nah, let's take this a step further. Let's go ahead and attack the uh, the proctors. Yeah. And that was insane. Uh, like uh, the, the chapter, uh, the downfall of Apollo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he kills Apollo. Um, yeah, yeah, and, he and killed he, the proctor. <laughs> <laughs> and his and his uh his redness started to come out. He's like bloody hell. <laughs> yep. Um, I thought that was super cool. And then he just like falls down to the ground because they're like, it, it was kind of weird trying to imagine all the stuff with like the, the grav boots and then like floating in the air or whatever. Like, mm. um, trying to get that imagery in my head because I had to like make it up because I don't I don't know. Like, I I tried to look up fan art after I finished the book because I was like, what does this look like? Like. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair, honestly. I, yeah. I had trouble doing that, too, for the first three books. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm going to move on to the next book. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, I'm glad I, I understand now. Yeah, dude. Well, I'm glad you read it. It's, it's a really <laughs> good book. Red Rising, I think, is my favorite series ever. Just because, to me, like, the first book was just a thrill ride. I finished that book in three nights. It was just like nonstop action, like nonstop, like what's Darrow going to do next? How is he going to break the mold this time? Like, because he is like the alpha male. Ever since he becomes a bully, like he just takes everything into his own hands and does things his way. And watching him in the Institute, which is, you know, a good setting for alpha male survival of the fittest type stuff. He just kind of runs wild with it. And it's kind of like a rush reading that. Uh, I forgot he was... Uh, the whole Titus stuff, um, like it, it never really explicitly says that he was a red. It was just something that he assumed based on stuff that he was saying, right before uh, Cassius killed him. Right, because he said uh, "bloody damn," right? Yeah. Oh, he he said "bloody damn," and then he also talked about the sling blade that Darrow had. Okay. He called it a sling blade, not like the Reaper something. Mm-hmm. And that caught him off guard. So he's like, "Oh my gosh, he's a red too," you know. And I guess a little spoiler, yeah, he was a red. Uh, who is it? There was there was two people that Darrow kind of studied under whenever he was training to be a gold. It was uh, Dancer and Harmony, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Dancer and Harmony were the two people that took him under his wing, and then he sends them off to uh, Mickey. And then uh, it was a it was a I think it was a pink guy. I forgot what his oh, name yeah, was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot his name too, but I remember him. Yeah. But yeah, uh, in the second book, Harmony. Harmony was like, yeah, Titus, you know, he was a red. I thought y'all would be great friends. Did y'all conquer the Institute together? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) not quite. That's funny. I can't wait to get to that part. Yeah. It's kind of a tragedy, though, with Titus, because uh, even Darrow talks about it. He he had potential. I mean, he made it through all the same things Darrow did, because he talks about the experience when he was becoming a gold, and it was apparently so hellish. Like, he died, you know, multiple times before he was able to be born. So Titus went through all that, too. He was strong enough to go through that, but he just had so much hate in his heart still that he just could not fit in with the golds like Darrow could. That they both ended in the House of Mars. Like, is that just coincidence? Yeah, I think it's just coincidence. But also, maybe they... I can't remember if they talk about it or not, but it may be because Reds are just kind of made that way. They're just kind of like angry, steadfast, you know, people because of what they've been through in the mines. I think I think it kind of leads you to assume that. Um, I read online and people kind of compare it to uh, what, like the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. But I think about it like it seems like a more mature version of the Hunger Games, or like oh, a yeah. more more exciting version of the Hunger Games. 
I, I agree completely. And mm. really, only the first book is like the Hunger Games, because the Institute's kind of like that arena battle royale type thing. Yeah, yeah. But once, once you get to the second book, it's really going to change. Um, I like how the end, uh, uh, Daryl gets, he gets scared that Mustang, like the, that, that plot twist where the Jackal is actually Mustang. Oh, yeah, scared. yeah. Um, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but, the, but he freaks out because he's like, you know, family trumps all else, you know, like family is everything. And so he he makes that assumption because for him that's that's everything. And then, you know, it ends up being for her like she doesn't even think of uh, uh, Jackal as uh, her her brother necessarily. So right. she just gives him him gagged with his you know his hand all cut off and everything. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's another because you know by that time Darrow, like you said, he's starting to think like a gold. But that's a real turning point for him because it's not just Mustang. You know, gold society in general. They will always try to, you know, strive to be the best. Family to them is secondary to, you know, achieving prestige, basically. And that, that at the end is Darrow seeing that, in, you know, totality. Yeah, more justice. He was just, you know, he didn't even care that his son lost anything. He's just like, I'm going to use you as my son so I can feel prideful. Even though I didn't get what I wanted, I'm still going to get what I wanted, <laughs> even though it's not the same thing but i just want to feel this sense of pride exactly. for myself you know like that that selfishness and i was like kind of disgusted um and then like you know you know daryl just being like yeah sure but you know the back of his mind like you read, you, read, you know what happens in the few books so i mean i have no idea but like i can i could see that like people that were following him up to that point thinking like hey, what the heck like you wanted to like hurt the jackal which ends up being the son of this guy and now you're just gonna join him yep yep yeah, you'll, I won't spoil anything too much because I want you to have like good payoffs in the next few books. But mm -hmm. you're making kind of the right assumptions about what people may think about all that. But yeah, dude. But Prime, it was a Prime book. <laughs> well, Prime, my friend. Prime. <laughs> my good man, I should say. <laughs> good, my good man. Nice. All right. So this week... Uh, so in our little like podcast ideas things, um, I kind of wanted to bring up like the new Spider-Man movie because I've been like following that a lot. Mm. And there's been like these big ups and downs about the casting for this movie, right? Keep jumping in and out. <laughs> All right, I'm back. I don't know. This is just thing. We'll figure this out. All right, whatever. Um. But uh, so the Spider-Man movie, there's a lot of like weird casting things they're talking about. Have you have you seen Into the Spider-Verse? Yes. Okay. Um, did you like that movie? Oh yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I really liked it a lot too. Like I w I was apprehensive watching it. Just I don't know. Like I saw it, and I was like, oh, another like weird Marvel. Like now it's like a cartoon. Like I don't I don't really know if I want to check this out. But I ended up watching it. And, like well, I like I loved it a lot. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by that for sure. Um. But the rumors are for the Spider-Man movie, it's gonna be like, like, like a Spider-Verse movie, and they're gonna, they're trying to. Uh, the rumors say they're gonna like cast Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, and like, re like they'll, they'll reprise their roles as Spider-Man. Wow. Okay, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, and even like a, having a Miles Morales character, uh, in the movie as well. So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool, because uh, Doctor Strange is like confirmed, I think, to be in the movie. And something with um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man, 
like at the end of the last Spider-Man movie, more spoilers. Um, he uh, they know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, right? So like everybody's chasing after him and all this other stuff. So I don't know. Doctor Strange is gonna come in and something with multiple realities and all this stuff happening. Like, uh, th- there's a good chance that we could see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come in. But Sony came out the, like a few days ago talking about how none of that is like confirmed. Like all these rumors are crazy. Um, but that could just be a ploy, like a like a them just saying like a cover up thing, and like they haven't signed any contracts, but it doesn't mean they're not trying to get that in motion, you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Because um, uh, recently, like yesterday, there was another rumor saying that Tobey Maguire didn't want to be like he 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 wants to be a part of this movie, but his issue is that he wants more like screen time, like without the mask on. I see. Like he wants to be like more like like a prominent figure in the movie. Huh. Well, I mean, if they do it anything like into the Spider Verse, there's potential for that. There wasn't exactly. a whole lot of time where they actually wore the mask in Into the Spider Verse. That's true. I mean, because I, I I would want to see like Toby Spider Man like talking to Tom Holland like a mentor figure like. Yeah. You know, could I be like? <laughs> I want to see him dancing around in the streets while Tom Holland watches, like, what the heck? <laughs> and it'd be like all those uh, Tobey Maguire bully memes. Have you seen those? I haven't, no. <laughs> uh, it's just memes of Tobey Maguire, like, uh, like from Spider-Man 3. He does, like, all the dances, and he's just, like, be, like he's mean to all the Marvel characters, or, like, he'll come into, like, random stuff. They, like, cut his, like, picture out and put him into all these different Marvel scenes and makes it really funny. But it'd be like one of those like memes, but like in real life because they're actually like together in a film. Yeah. Honestly, though, good marketing. People would be like, "This seems kind of strange, but also interesting." So, and we like Spider-Man, and they would just go and watch it. Exactly. Uh, so I've been hyped because uh, Spider-Man's a big deal right now because the new PS5 is about to come out, and the new Spider-Man game is coming out for that. And I, I just, I just platinumed the. First Spider-Man game. Uh, and, yeah, so I got really excited about the Spider-Man stuff. That's why I've been like, I want, I want to see a new Spider-Man movie that's like good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to really like Spider-Man. The thing about the new ones, I, I kind of like the direction they're going in, but I don't know if I like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Uh, and I know it's kind of a controversial opinion, but I feel like he's just a little bit too childish for the role. If that makes sense. <clears throat> I think it's the direction that they gave him. Like Maybe he's, so. He, he's supposed to be like the son to Tony Stark, right? That's kind of like the vibe. Um, I know. I know that they've kind of like the movies have been. In, you know, he's still in high school. He's he's still young, still learning. So eventually, he's got to mature. I mean, maybe it'll happen in this movie. Maybe they'll take a little shift because I think I'm just used to the old Spider-Mans, especially like the Tobey Maguire ones, where he's like an adult. He's he's dealing with some more heavy stuff, and he's got to kind of man up. Not necessarily like, oh, what's this? Oh, who's that? Oh, blah, 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 you know? He's got like a more mature kind of uh, persona going into it. Yeah. Uh, so. I, totally, I totally agree with that. Because um, like, some of it kind of be, can be kind of cringy watching the Tom Holland stuff. Yeah, it just exactly. seems so like, like too kiddish, I guess. I mean, I like him though. I he I think he plays a very good young Spider-Man. I think all I'm wanting to see is kind of a change to a more mature Spider-Man. If you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I get you. 
Yeah, it's kind of like how that the PS4 Spider-Man game is. Like, uh, Spider-Man is like 23 in that game. And so mm-hmm. he's like dealing with all these like adult stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that makes him like a more interesting character because like, I mean, we've seen the whole like kids in high school, bully, you know, love interest, like, you know, like who cares? <laughs> exactly. Like we've already seen that. that story. Yeah. You know, I want to see like real relationship drama where like things fall out and like another girl comes into the picture, but then you still love this other person. And then uh, you, you're like in the game, like at the very beginning of the game, uh, he doesn't pay his rent. And so he gets evicted from his apartment and like, <laughs> you know, you have to go find his, uh, all his stuff from his apartment gets like thrown out and he has to like find the, find the uh, garbage truck that has his, like all his spider gear, spidey gear in it. Yeah, there you go. More, so more there's like, things. yeah, it's like, but like, because he didn't do something, there's a real consequence to why he didn't do it. That's like, you know, nothing is like handed to him. He has to keep working for all his stuff, even though he's still Spider-Man. That's, that, I think that's what makes him interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that regardless, I'll probably enjoy watching it. Whenever it comes out, you know, movies are so weird right now because of the whole COVID thing. You never know when it's going to be released or if the date's going to get pushed back on everything, basically. I mean, it is kind of weird. Uh, did you even get the chance to go see um, The Tenant? No, I wanted to. I know you had seen it and you liked it. Jordan also said you saw it and said it was really good. Uh, I wanted to go see it with Kaylin, and she was like, ah, I don't know if I want to, blah, blah, blah. And I thought about, you know, because you said you'd go see it again. I thought about maybe trying to see if you wanted to go see it, but uh, I just... Yeah, I know. I don't know. Is it still out in theaters right now? Um, it might be because I mean I don't even know what else is out in theaters right now because they're yeah. still open. Like theaters are they're opening ish. Like some are open, and so I'm sure it's out at some theater. We can probably it's, check. I mean, it's gotta be because there's like you said, who even knows what's out right now? But yeah, I wanted to go see it with somebody, and I just never found the time to do that. But maybe me and you can still see it if it's out. We'll have to check after this. thing though didn't it didn't freak me out too much um i was kind of apprehensive but i like read their like protocols and it kind of made me feel more safe about it um, yeah but they like they checked my tent before <laughs> before i went in there <laughs> that's good at least um but i mean like you're still gonna sit there and people are gonna like not have their masks on while they sit there and eat and like yeah i haven't been a whole stickler for the covid rules yeah. in particular because i've still gone out to eat you know occasionally yeah. it's not like i'm going out you know playing a sport or anything which people are doing and that's totally okay that's just not something that i've felt comfortable doing during this time but like movie theaters i know i have this kind of uh this this uh, opinion of them as like dirty places right you go to a movie theater you don't necessarily expect cleanliness you know there's like popcorn on the floor the seat's kind of sticky sometimes right yeah. so that that whole thing kind of sketches me out in the covid situation like if it, if they already don't take good care of like the sanitary environment in a movie theater to begin with is it really going to be safe during covid and i know that like a lot less people are going so that's a big thing too and uh i don't know you told me the, the whole temperature thing are they does so whenever you went i guess i'll ask you whenever you went did it seem clean whenever you went and saw tenant yes and no it seemed more clean than i thought it was going to be but when I, I remember going to our seats and seeing like like food still there like still like they all like it obviously looked like they didn't come and like sanitize each seat or the like the environment around it like 
that's what I was hoping for. Like once someone leaves, they come in and like do a thorough cleaning. And I don't think that they did, like they have been doing that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, think about it. It's like, you know, kids probably 16 to 18, 19, some college kids, you know, like they're not, they don't care that much. And I mean, right. I can imagine working in an environment like that where they're like, that, that's a lot, that's a lot to do. And there's not that many people to do it. It's very true. They're not getting paid extra too right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, but also, like, they need to be cleaning if it's going to, like, draw people in, you know? Exactly. And, you know, if if it takes more work, maybe pay them a little bit more. I know it's hard for the cinemas, though, because they're losing so much money. And they're having to take out loans and all of that just to stay afloat, right? Because no one's going and seeing movies. Even now that they're open, I'm sure that the theaters are less than packed, right? So it's hard. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess. Maybe I'll make my way to see Tenet at some point. <laughs> and if not, there's always a red box or whatever it ends up coming out on. That is true. I'm going to check right now. See if the movie theaters are, what they're showing. I know that there's a Black Widow movie coming out, but that's going to be, like, on Disney+. Plus. Oh, they're doing the whole Disney Plus thing again, like, with yeah. the, the lawn? Yeah, like, upcharge it. Yeah, I thought that was insane personally. Yeah, I don't know what anybody's listening. I don't know what y'all think, but thirty dollars for a movie that's just digital, I think that's a bit crazy, honestly. I don't care if it's like just released or anything. I wouldn't pay that amount of money. Yeah, I mean, somebody. I I remember watching videos about it, like people talking about it, and like some people's rationale was like, "Oh, you're gonna pay like." money for your coke and your drink and what i'm like i don't i don't buy any of that when i go to the theater anymore like i go to the theater buy my ticket and i go sit down and watch a movie and get out you know mm. so thirty dollars well, uh, is, is a you know a big amount of money i mean that's like two tickets you know roughly mm-hmm. and i know they have the argument where it's like you know you buy it you have it right so you can watch it as many times as you want and blah 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 but i don't know i feel like go to see a movie you're okay with one watch for a little bit it's not like i'm just gonna get mulan and watch it every week or anything like that and, what if i don't uh, like it <laughs> exactly yeah what if you get it and you decide oh it's terrible you know you're not getting that 30 dollars back and it's just gonna sit there in your disney plus library and you're never gonna watch it again <laughs> exactly so exactly. i don't know i just think it's a little bit too much but apparently a lot of people did end up uh purchasing it and watching it because they were excited about it so and that's fine i just didn't think i would want to spend that money Like maybe this movie I might check it out, may not check it out. Um, I I just like went through all the Marvel movies that I haven't watched before because I was kind of like blowing them all off because I'm like, oh, it's just another Marvel movie. I don't even care, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I finally I had I had the Disney Plus subscription, so I was like, I'm gonna sit down and just I'm gonna watch all the Avenger movies. I'm gonna watch all of the Marvel movies I haven't even seen yet. So I'm all caught up now. So now that this Black Widow movie is co- is coming out on Disney Plus, I might check it out. Yeah. Or not. I mean- if you, but if you think it's worth it, and if it actually is a good movie, then I, I say go for it. And then that means that anybody else that comes over can also watch it. So if I come over there, I can watch it. <laughs> um, I'm looking now. Uh, the theaters in my area, they're saying that uh, Tenet, 12 p.m., 3.15 p.m., 6.40 p.m., 9.50 p.m. Oh, okay still out but it also looks like they're um 
doing their best to put some movies in the theater because I'm seeing well, they're they're doing like horror movies. So I see like the Adams Family. I see it chapter two from 2019 <laughs> oh so they're putting old ones back i think yeah. i did see something about that going on and it, it does make sense and people are still gonna buy tickets because they want it some people just miss going to the movies yeah that's true monsters inc dude we watched that on the big screen again oh boy some actually i get the appeal though for some of those older movies uh-huh. like, like think about it what, what's a what's an old movie that you would enjoy watching in theaters again um revenge of the sith <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was thinking because my fr- my first thought was like a Star Wars movie. Yeah, like an old, like an old, like a relive my childhood going back to the theater seeing Revenge of the Sith again. Yeah, <laughs> I never, I never, I never got to see it in the theaters though. Whenever I was a kid, my parents didn't even let me watch PG thirteen until I was ten, so, so I missed out on that. That is so dumb. <laughs> I know it is. All my friends were like, "Oh, we saw it in theaters back whenever I was in like elementary school." I was like, "Oh my god, I wish, I wish." My my friend said that they went to go see that movie and um, when they came back, um, one of the the parents like had like these lightsabers and they like had lightsaber duels in the backyard after watching the movie. Dang. So you you missed out, dude. Like it was I a know childhood thing. Some of the best lightsaber duels, I think honestly the best of any Star Wars movie were in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I mean because the newer ones they just seem too like too primal. I guess they just like. <laughs> swing them around like mm-hmm. uh they're like dancing like they're like it's like it looks like art when they're fighting in revenge of the sith oh or yeah even sure. even all, all the prequel movies they, they look that way kind of yeah yeah people people honestly they 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 shit on the prequels a lot but i think the prequels you know you, you don't look at it from like an acting and not always a plot standpoint but just like a pure visual spectacle and how much work went into like the action, like you said, the choreographing of the, the battles, even the CGI. Honestly, all that was pretty good. That is very true. We're gonna have a, a Star Wars marathon coming up pretty soon here. <laughs> <laughs> I no. guess it's about time, huh? I mean, I really don't want to watch uh, Last Jedi and. Like nah, I I don't consider those actual Star Wars movies. It, it, it's pretty sad though, like that the hype that was uh The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I I I was in on that hype too. Like I saw the movie in theaters and I was like, "Damn, it's coming back." Like I I liked The Force Awakens. And I did too. It was like, wow, this if even though it was kind of rehashing some of the old stuff, but like it was, it felt like Star Wars. It felt like, okay, th- this is kind of back now. Like, um, super excited to see what they have going on next, but it didn't really follow through as much as I wanted it to. Nope. I think immediately within like the first 10 minutes of The Last Jedi, I was like, yeah, this, this is not going the way I want it. <laughs> and, uh, you know who who was it that directed? It was J.J. Abrams, right? Yeah. right? He he directed The Force Awakens and uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. So he he tried to do some cleanup in The Rise of Skywalker, and there were there were good moments, but it felt just too jumbled. It felt like it was kind of like a last minute type deal, and mm. it had potential from where he started. I just think that he should have directed all three and had creative privilege over all three, personally. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Which which is weird why they, like I mean I don't really know what goes behind the scenes in Hollywood and all this other crap but 
I mean, would it make sense to, like, have the same person work on these three movies if it's one of, like, your most treasured franchises that you've just recently purchased? <laughs> right. For <laughs> a huge amount of money. I mean, yeah. I, I think it would be pretty logical just to keep them consistent. Because uh-huh. their goal uh, was, like, let's not mess up Star Wars, but they ended up messing up Star Wars. So, obviously, they did something right. Well, it was it was, it was was The Last Jedi. Because the, the first one wasn't too bad people were excited about you know the next couple movies but the second one came out and then it got like all this backlash you know and maybe they were like oh we got to figure this didn't work out the way we thought it was going to work out or you know it it was like 50 50 on who liked it who didn't like it Mm -hmm. and so i guess they just try to go back but that doesn't work when there's only three movies (laughs) exactly i mean if if you're doing like a tv show maybe you can do that Uh we're, we're talking only like what six seven hours in total you got <laughs> it's not a whole lot of wiggle room there exactly I mean, well tv shows have different directors like per like episode right like yeah that's yeah. not that's that's pretty normal but like mm-hmm. with movies like this like i don't know i think you need like one vision it's like writing, yeah, it's yeah. Like writing it's like writing books you know <laughs> that, that's what i'm saying like if for a tv show you, you can have like 20 episodes and seven seasons so you can shift directors and that's totally okay you expect like a different thing every episode but like you were saying one vision for a set of movies, I think that's kind of the way to go. Unless we're talking about, like, a huge series of seven movies, which, you know, it's worked out in the past. Like, the Harry Potter movies have had, I think, like, three different directors, and they still were greatly successful, and I think they were a great series. But when we're talking only, like, a trilogy, maybe just try to keep it, like, within the same group of people working on it. Yeah. Speaking of movies, we have the Monster Hunter movie here on our list. Dude, <laughs> I just hope, I just hope it's cool. That's all I really, that's all I'm hoping for at this point. Just like, <laughs> I, I need this movie to be just cool. I actually, I, uh, I was talking to Caitlin about it last night. Cause, uh, so she works at Panera Bread. And apparently there's like some interesting characters there that work with her. Like all nice people. But one of them plays Monster Hunter. And I was like, I've it's it's so weird to me that like people that I know can know people that play Monster Hunter now. Because remember us back in high school? Everybody it was just like anybody. Yeah, it was just me and you who played Monster Hunter. And I I personally until like I found out you played it, which did it took me till senior year to find out you played it. But I thought I was the only one that even knew what Monster Hunter was, right? <laughs> and then uh now I guess it's just more mainstream. Glad, and I think that has to do with Monster Hunter World, like you know, coming over here and being on the PS4 and Xbox because those are like the the big consoles, like all the gamer dudes play. So that that helped a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mainstream is it? But I mean, who knows? That that guy at her work may be a longtime fan. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But it was just interesting because, yeah, uh, I think it was a girl actually that was playing it, but. She said that uh, this girl was talking about, oh, yeah, I saw the trailer for the movie, and Caitlin had seen it. And uh, apparently, you know, said it was okay, that she was kind of excited for it. And then Caitlin was like, is this movie something you would want to see? I was like, no, not really. Based on what I've seen from the trailer, I don't really have high hopes. And I I really don't want it to, like, ruin Monster Hunter for me. The monsters look really cool. I agree. And I saw, like, an extended trailer... Or not an extended trailer, but an international trailer. Because um, apparently that had like different shots in it, and 
some other stuff and it like presented the movie just like a little bit better. Mm. Um, so after watching like these different trailers, like I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. I saw the Gormagala is in it. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, monster from four ultimate, but they all look really well designed. Um, I, one of the trailers, the, the girl who I forgot her name, um, but the main oh. actress, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I forgot her name too. Something rich from no. from uh, isn't it Mila Djokovic or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who she was from Resident Evil, you said, yeah. right? Um, because this director he he directed the Resident Evil movies as well. That's why she's here. But he also mm-hmm. directed the uh, I think it was a Mortal Kombat movie. Uh, so he's he's directed two terrible <laughs> movies, basically. <laughs> yeah. So that's why everybody's like. Uh, <laughs> I wonder why they even give him like a third chance. I guess they're like, "Oh, you have a great background in video game movies, so here you yeah. go." <laughs> <laughs> a, a great background, like <laughs> my, my air quotes. Yeah, <laughs> and by great we mean like you've made multiple movies, and that's literally all we mean by great. <laughs> um, this has the best uh, CGI in it. <laughs> yeah, I I do agree that the monster models look really nice. And like we were talking about before, kind of like they plucked it straight from like an HD version of the game, right? They looked very accurate. Uh, at, at the very end of the trailer, like, um, what's her name? She has a, she has the dual blades. And she's like in demon mode in the dual blades. And she's yeah. like fighting in the Rathalos or whatever. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But yeah, I just, I can't get over the whole like military thing. Because we were talking about this before. They're going to have to go through like a whole little exposition at the start this military woman and her her battalion or whatever and her family and you know what's happened in her past you're gonna have to get through all of that before they get transported to this monster hunter world right and i don't know if i could sit through that because i i don't care at all about whatever storyline they're trying to make about these troops from america that are going to go fight monsters i just want to see the monsters (laughs) yeah i mean it's going to be they get transported and then all of them die except what's her name, <laughs> and then she destroys the Rathalos and then goes back to her own time and the end. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and along the way they'll make it into some like American hero movie. Like, her, she's got some of her troops still with her. She's like, we're gonna make it home. I'll lead you there. We gotta get back to our families and then blah blah blah. And you know, it kind of loses the whole monster hunter appeal yeah. when it, it's about like, oh, this. This band of American troops is fighting to get back to America, right? I mean, who knows? We're just spitballing. We don't know exactly what it's going to be like, but I just imagine it might be something like that. That's so funny. It's literally hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to sit through the beginning, like you said. Like, yeah. <laughs> sounds awful. It's like the. I, 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 you probably haven't even seen the Sonic movie because you're. Probably... I haven't. <laughs> That movie surprised me on like how much I actually like enjoyed it in terms of it being like a, a decent movie. Um, but yeah, that's how the beginning was too. Like with like military people, like all this exposition that I didn't really care about. I was like, I just want to see Sonic. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I, I actually was, I do want to see the Sonic movie. I was, I wanted to go see it in theaters. I just never did that. And the Pokemon movie, they both looked pretty okay. That's interesting too, and Ryan Reynolds was fun to lis- listen to, you know. Mm. Uh, it was really enjoyable to see with my my parents, <laughs> because they were uh, 
they like recognized some of the Pokemon, you know. <laughs> That's how mainstream has become. I know. I was like, you know, where'd he go, Mama Guy? Like that. <laughs> Just on like a little tangent off of this, though. D- did you hear about the the Mr. Beast Creator Games? I'm, I'm sure you did. You're on YouTube a lot. Mr. Beast. Yeah, Mr. Beast. He had like his Creator Games this last weekend. It was like a decent deal, I guess, with a bunch of uh, content creators, just like some of the more famous ones. Actually, I haven't heard of this. You, you haven't? Okay. No. But have you have you ever seen any of Mr. Beast's videos? No, I haven't. He he does a lot of like, oh, I'll give you this huge amount of money if you do this thing, right? He has like tasks, and he has like a, a group of, let's say like eight friends or something that usually do them. Like one of them was, he bought like a private island for $800,000, you know, crazy amount of money. And uh, he was like, he, he basically kind of did like a survivor type deal with them. And he was like, last person left standing on the island gets to keep the island. So he does a lot of stuff like that on YouTube. But like this, this is real life? <laughs> no, yeah, this is real life. And he, 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 if you end up like on a Mr. Beast video, you're going to get paid in some way. <laughs> like, and I don't know how he gets his money to. I'm pretty sure it's just off of sponsors or something, but he always has money to throw around. But it, it makes for interesting content. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, he had like a whole creator games thing this last weekend where he basically just, uh, it was trivia with a bunch of different content creators. Like the D'Amelio twins were on it. Uh, who else? Dream. I don't know if you've heard of Dream. He's like a big Minecraft person. They were going to have Ninja on it, but he didn't come. But anyway. All, all that goes to say, like, Dream is supposedly, like, this big Minecraft dude, and Kalen watches him a lot. But he got asked a question for trivia, and uh, Mr. Beast was like, how many uh, different types of Pokemon are there in the Pokemon universe? And, okay, so if he asked you this, what would your answer be? Uh, 900. 900? Yeah, but I think, I think officially there's only, like, 890-something. Yeah, I think, so I think he said 865. I'm not entirely sure, don't quote me on that. But it was somewhere in the high 800. Huh? Let me double check my math. <laughs> but I figured you kind of know, like... It's in around the 800s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But, like, so he asked Dream this question, and I was, because, you know, Dream's like a big gamer. I was like, okay, you know, at least he's, you can't always get it right, but he's probably going to get kind of in the zone. Because, I mean, I, I guessed, like, 500. Of course, I was wrong. I, th- I didn't know there were so many, but I thought he would at least guess in the hundreds. He guessed 39 types of Pokemon. Yeah, and he's a gamer. And I was just, I looked at Kaylin because, you know, Dream is like her favorite streamer. And I was like, this is the guy you watch? <laughs> like, I don't know. How, how could you be a gamer and only think there's 39 types of Pokemon? How could you even be a person? Like I don't, who like, who thinks there's only 39 Pokemon? I mean the like the original the original game had 151 and that was like <laughs> the selling, that was like the selling point right 150 you know catch them all whatever exactly and I mean you don't even have to play the games just if you saw a little bit of the show or heard about it from friends you would know there's a lot of Pokemon out there. I mean you could even go walk around Walmart and you see Pokemon things, Pokemon toys, Pokemon cards. How would you only think there's 39? <laughs> I don't I don't understand. I never understood that, but yeah. I, <laughs> official pokemon website um they're the most latest pokemon is 893 okay okay um and today actually there's a the crown tundra dlc that comes out for pokemon 
and there was a bunch of leaks for it. Um, but th- there's new Pokemon in that too, so that's adding to it. And I think that that equals up to 900, like officially. Okay. Yeah, I was probably wrong on the number that Mr. Beast said, but I just thought that was funny. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for my brain. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I'm not surprised, though. Didn't you How say lame you, I am? <laughs> you, didn't you, uh, at one point, like, you could just see a Pokemon, you knew all the Pokemon's names? Or do you, yeah. do you still know them? <laughs> I, could, I could still do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's impressive. Just, just learn them as you go. <laughs> <laughs> After years of being a hater. Yeah. I'm going to play it probably today because <laughs> the DLC comes out later tonight. I actually, uh, I talked to some of my people at work. So I like where, where I work, I kind of work in like this. Uh, so I work on the second floor mm-hmm. and they call it where I'm working like EIT alley because we're all like the younger engineers and EIT stands for like engineering training. Mm-hmm. So all the guys there. That's huh. so high schooly. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of, a lot of the other people. So like we kind of got a, a little bit of a, weird balance of age at, at my at my work so we got like a lot of older people probably like 40s and above and then we got a lot of people that are in like their mid to early 20s <laughs> and that's there's kind of like not a lot of in between so they they have us sectioned off together in like this eit alley but anyway we were, we were talking about like video games and uh you don't usually picture a video game talk in the work environment but i mean that's that's the reality now because we're getting into the workforce, and we can relate to our coworkers in ways that like older people can't, right? But anyway, we were talking about like Pokemon, and I was I was telling uh, one of my guys I'm working with, I was like, yeah, Sword and Shield, I don't know, I played it a little bit, and I just don't like it. But he he was talking if you really want to get competitive with Pokemon, that Sword and Shield was like the the game, right? Yeah. So because they they have like online play or something, or how does how is it? kind of support the more competitive aspect so pokemon has like this really complex like ev and iv training system and they're like these invisible values of the pokemon and you can't really see them or you can't see the iv values but you can see the ev values um but to train them in the old games you would have to like grind out like you would have to sit around for hours uh to like grind out these specific stat values that you would want Pokemon to have because they have like attack, defense, um, special attack, special defense, right? And you would want specific Pokemon to have um, raised values in any specific stat that you would want. Mm-hmm. And to to raise those to the to the fullest potential, you would have to like sit there and grind for it. But in this game, it's a lot easier to do that, like way easier. Like you just give you can just give them like certain items and they'll just max those out for you. Right, right. I think I remember, remember we were mm-hmm. playing that. You said there was like a way for me to just become OP, basically, at the game, and if I found like a certain item, right? <laughs> yeah. So like towards the end game, after you like beat the whole game, because I mean the story is kind of boring and like it's really easy and like not that entertaining. But like once you get to the end game and you start like you know actually playing the like the, the core mechanics of the game, like the reason why the game is fun for some people, that's that's the part where it's interesting. Um, and they have a better like online battle system where you go online and you can play like ranked mode and you can be ranked in like your specific league. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a tier system too. So it's just like any other game. Um, where you slowly keep getting ranked up, ranked up, ranked up. You play against uh people who are harder and harder and harder. Yeah, I feel like all of that's kind of essential with today's games. People are mm-hmm. definitely shifting to more of like an online competitive aspect in all games. 
and I think that even like console games, if they don't have that, then they're not just going to be able to keep up with everything else that's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's there's a single player game. Have you heard of it? It's called uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I actually have. Um, I want to pick that up. I haven't played it yet, but that was people were calling it like a more fun like Assassin's Creed, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, set in Japan, and they just released a like multiplayer like a co-op multiplayer thing patch like it just like like a free dlc drop mm-hmm. um but I, I find that interesting like it was a single player game right but they wanted to like keep their game out longer like people playing it or being more interested or invested into it longer so they came out with this like multiplayer thing hmm. not a bad you, strat where you play online with people um, is but it's just co-op is it is it co-op of like the story where you just play with people in the story mode no well i mean i don't know i don't think it i think it's like uh there's like co-op missions like there's things you go oh through. so they release new missions gotcha mm-hmm. yeah I, I heard about the game because uh i so whenever i moved into my new place uh the guy that was here i guess had like a subscription to game informer so i got like one game informer magazine because he hadn't canceled his subscription or, or just had it still going to this address but uh I like I read a little bit of the magazine. They were talking about the potential game of the year, and they said a lot of people were talking about, oh, maybe it's going to be Animal Crossing. But a sleeper pick that honestly could be game of the year is what they were saying would be a uh, Ghost of Tsushima. So I was I was that's kind of what I I heard about that, and I just like looked it up. Is it is it like a PS4 exclusive or something? Yep. Yeah. So couldn't play it, but uh, it looked fun. I still haven't played it. Will eventually. Wait a minute. Uh, but yeah, so the third debate, I guess, quote unquote, is tonight. Yeah, and actually, I think it starts in like eight minutes. Oh, um, it starts at eight. Yeah, it starts at eight. I I can double check on that right now. Let me go uh, go to YouTube. Yeah, that'd be useful info. I honestly, so I didn't even know the town halls were happening last week yeah neither did i because i was driving to houston that week and i was driving to houston that day and i totally like just missed it (laughs) yeah so i had to go back and watch both of them uh after the fact because i still wanted to uh keep up with what was going on and uh i don't did you did you watch did you end up watching both of them yeah i ended up watching like highlights from different videos but yeah the, the trump one the uh i guess if you want to call it moderator or interviewer whatever she was definitely going for his throat the entire time which like i said was could be a good and bad thing uh he he kind of showed his strength by responding to her he never got flustered he never got like taken aback he was like oh you know i expected this he had a bunch of things to say and people were kind of on his side through it because she was being so kind of aggressive towards him he was holding his ground so you couldn't help but like respect that and respect his answers so uh, even even though she was kind of, it seemed a bit biased against Trump, I think it actually turned out pretty good and almost in his favor as far as the town hall goes. Yeah. Um, I, I remember that, that clip that you sent me about uh, that guy asked Joe Biden that question. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he like, he says something for like, I don't know, like, Three whole, four whole minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then the 
the interviewer guy was like, uh, so did you get everything you needed out of that? And he's like, yeah, I think so. And then he's like, and then he keeps going. <laughs> Dude, the look on his face. Because <laughs> it had like a weird cut where you could watch his face the entire time. He was just, he just looked dead inside. Like, what is this man saying to me? <laughs> but yeah, the end of it was uh, so funny. Because uh, he's, he's like, did you get everything you needed? And he's like, yeah, uh, I think so. And Joe's like, no, 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 blah, 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 blah. He's like, come see me after if, if I haven't cleared it all up. The guy's just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I saw, I think, a CNN art, uh, interview with him. And he, w- he was just like, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't get anything. Like, I didn't get what I wanted out of that answer. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was that was pretty funny, just like the the scenario. The, yeah, <laughs> like his face and and him Joe Biden speaking about whatever he was talking about and like. <laughs> I could uh, just I could feel his pain. Yeah. <laughs> I I also do wish that his question was answered honestly because he had a good question, and Joe just kind of farted around after he was asked that question and no I don't think anybody actually knows what Joe said. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so going back to tonight, this one's going to be interesting because I think that it's already like guaranteed that they're going to like mute them so they get the their two minutes to respond thoroughly about um, each question without interruption. Right. Which I think is going to be, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting. I, it's like I'm half glad, half not glad that that's happening, but I mean... But which is kind of weird. Cause, I mean, it is a debate, right? I don't know how. Like you, you, you've, you've judged high school debates. You know, like, right? When you judge high school debates, like what what are the things that you see or even know about, like debating or like things you look out for? You know. So, I think so. Whenever I judge high school debates, right, they're being judged. Uh, whether they win or lose is based on the opinion of the judge. And I've, I've judged uh, both, you know, the freshmen and the seniors. So there's, of course, a huge gap in the way they compose themselves between the two. Uh, honestly, not going to lie, the first presidential debate was more of akin to like a freshman debate. And the fact that like freshmen, whenever they debated, they kind of didn't know where to start and stop. They would attack in awkward places because whenever whenever you go to like contradict someone or interrupt someone, it's called like an attack in debate. And uh, for the freshmen. They would start, you know, saying their argument, and then they would attack in weird places. They would talk over each other. It would be kind of hard to discern the message. But for the debates that I judged, there were sections, and as as a judge, I was basically the moderator. I had to time, and it was I think it was two minutes as well for uh, the ones I judged. But I had to time and make sure that they were talking within their time. I wouldn't give them like overtime, or if they asked, you know, can I can I extend this like five seconds, or can I respond to this? I could say yes or no, right? So it was it was very similar to the presidential debate, but I will say that the seniors, what I saw for the senior debate, was probably more mature than the presidential debate, because, like like I said, they're trying to win the judge over. That's how you win the debate, and I think that they kind of realize that if they are at least a little bit respectful, if they at least attack in the right places and give their opponent time to respond and time to say something, whereas you know not not just not letting them speak at all would be kind of a good thing in the judge's eyes. So that's kind of what I saw. They, they had that realization that, you know, I can interrupt, but I shouldn't. I need to do this out of respect. 
and also like 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 I said, there there were those two minutes of talking time that they each got, and it was considered kind of rude to interrupt during that time. It was time given to them, and that's kind of how it was supposed to be. Like I said, not interrupted in the presidential debates, and that's where people criticize Trump a lot in the first debate. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of would agree. You know, like uh, regardless on where you stand, it's like they have a question and the thought needs to come out regardless of whatever that thought is. And that's, that's what we want to hear, especially like a presidential debate. Like the American people want to understand what these two guys have to say about any sort of topic. Cause they, they, they have that, that time where they, they can rebuttal, right. They have that time where they can come, come back. Right. But it's, it needs to be after they made their initial statement. Exactly. So okay, like I said, I, I would definitely compare it to more of like a freshman debate. Where they, it's pretty they were, funny. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it is. But it's it's funny and not funny, like you said about the other thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny and not funny because we want to be informed. But then again, it was like I was having PTSD from judging these high school competitions. And <laughs> like I said before, the seniors that I saw debate were more composed, more mature than what I saw on stage a, a few weeks ago, which is sad to say. But overall, I don't know. It was a weird situation. <laughs> Pretty interested how how this one's gonna uh, this is gonna go, but yeah, I am too. The whole mute thing that'll be that'll be interesting. You'll you'll hear Trump talking, and all of a sudden there's just silence. But I I am excited for Joe Biden to have his interrupted time for him to just like mix his words up and start <laughs> spouting out gibberish because I think that honestly the interruptions during the first debate helped him occasionally. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll uh, I'm watching uh, the live stream right now. Nothing's going on yet. Okay. The moder yeah. moderator just sat down. Her teleprompter hasn't even turned on yet. Okay. It starts at 8, though? It's supposed to start around 8, yeah. All right. Well, I guess we can go ahead and call it a, call it a full cast, then. Yeah, this was fun, dude. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was pretty good for our first ever podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to this, thank you, and uh, we'll be back with another one next week. Yes, sir. Very fun. Uh,